And we're back with episode 19 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with the co-host, Russ. And today, Russ, no guesting on the show today. We're just going to talk a little bit about the NFL Draft and the NFL Combine. Russ, what did you see from the dogs yesterday and really all last week? You know, when when you look at the draft and when you look at what the dogs did in the Combine, mm-hmm. I mean, the numbers are great for all of them, you know. I think the guy that really solidified himself up in the the late first round, early second round is Darnell Washington with that catch. Something uh, special. Dude, what a catch. I mean, if I had hands like that, I could just I, I mean that's crazy. He I think he really showed everybody how much of a freak he is this week and he had eleven yeah. inch hands. Mm-hmm. And you know, the combine catch, I'm not a massive fan of the combine. I Really, I think tape's a lot more important, especially for a guy like Anthony Richardson. But for Darnell Washington to come in and make that kind of a catch, run a 40 like a 4.65 at 265 pounds, and that's that's just insane to me. Yeah. And that's there's going to be a lot of talk in the offseason about, well, you know, Michael Mayer did this, and the Stanford guy, he's a high pick. Supposedly, Oregon State, I think they have a kid that's supposed to go high at tight end. But none of them are built like that. None of them can block like that. Yeah. And none of them are going to catch passes like that. Yeah, and I think um, another guy is Stetson Bennett. He had a great day. Like, threw the ball well. You know, he, he ran. He, he ran pretty good. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number. but he four, was, six, seven. Yeah, four six seven. Yeah, 4-6-7. That was a pretty pretty good number for him. I think that, that puts him maybe – I probably still like late in the draft, maybe sixth round. <coughs> but I thought when I the forty I'm most disappointed in is Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh yeah, ran a four right. six two, which he is a running back. He's a running back, and that's those forties can kind of be, you know, he's a lot faster in the game than me, and I think he's still gonna be a good piece on an NFL roster. But that 40 time kind of shocked me. I kind of expected him to be about mid-4-5. Four, yeah. 4-4. Four, four. But, you know, four six two. obviously everybody's been talking about Nolan Smith's combine showing. Oh, yeah. And we've all known how much of a freak he is playing that outside linebacker defensive end position. But, I mean, he came in and he runs a four three nine, runs in the four threes as a D lineman, has a 41-inch vertical, which – Defensive line doesn't really matter, but 41 inches is, I mean, that's just crazy. Dominic Wilkins in his prime as a basketball player jumped 44 inches. All right. I mean, that's, it's a, it's unreal. And another guy we didn't, we haven't talked about is uh, Robert Beal. We ha- we didn't really talk about him much at all, but, I mean, he had a great, a great combine, in my opinion. You know, what he run, like a 4-5-4 or yeah, something like, like four, that? Yeah, like 4-5-2. Yeah, I mean – and he's always been a guy that's never going to impress you that much. He never did anything where I was like, wow. But he was always a solid player on that edge. He always made plays for your team. And who knows what will be in the NFL. He's got the athletic traits. I I mean, he panned out to be a decent player and decent piece on that defense. Yeah, I think Robert Beal is uh, maybe probably a fourth-round guy, maybe third round. You know, I, what do you think? I think – Here's my round-by-round round prediction. I think Jalen Carter goes in the first. I think Darnell goes in the first. Broderick Jones goes in the first. Keely Ringo. I got Ringo going in the second. Mm. 
Ringo goes in the second. Um, I think McClendon goes in the third. I think you see Stetson climb all the way, go in the fourth round. Um, Kiaris Jackson to me, he's a fifth round pick. Um, Pod Lesney's gonna be a seventh round guy. Bill, I I put Bill about third or fourth round grade. I think he's he's one of those solid. He's solid enough to start on NFL roster, but he's not gonna be a superstar or a, somebody that franchises are real excited about getting in. He's yeah. just gonna be a, just a solid piece to add to your depth at that outside linebacker position. I like uh, Kenny McIntosh in probably the the fourth round, and he'll probably be a you know like a third down running back for some team because you know we all know he's good at catching the ball and getting upfield with it, and you know the speed the speed's there. I think in game speed's a little different than a forty time, and if you can make guys miss, you can you can play football. You know. Well, I think Kenny had a great Senior Bowl yeah. week, and he really opened a lot of eyes at that camp. But, you know, he comes in here and everybody expects some eye-popping numbers. You've been getting it from the whole team all week. And he kind of just, you know, underwhelmed. He's a little underwhelming. But I still think Kenny Mack and Jameer, he, sh- he reminds me a lot of Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Yeah. Great hands. Good not, speed. Not as short, but. Yeah. <laughs> great hands. <laughs> great speed. I think he's, you know, Jameer Gibbs, to me, is like spitting image Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara is Jameer Gibbs. I think they're just like, they go together. And I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a great back. But Kenny McIntosh definitely shows some signs of a kind of a receiving back. Somebody you can throw screens to. Yeah. Somebody you can even line up in the slot and short routes. And I'll, I'll be excited to see him play wherever he goes. Yeah, I think I think he's going to play a, a pretty decent role on an NFL team. Um, let's see, Darnell Washington, you know, where could you see him fitting the best? Baltimore Ravens. Okay. okay. I, I think Baltimore picks at 22, I think they get Darnell. I think Michael Mayer goes top 15, and I think Darnell goes right after that. Because I think what Baltimore has done in the past – Plus, they added Todd Monk, and now they're a very run-heavy team. Mm-hmm. And just like that bigger-bodied tight end, along with Mark Andrews, and everybody's going to say, well, they got Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is top five tight end in the NFL. But having Darnell Washington there, they already run a lot of two tight end sets with Jack Doyle. Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to really kind of solidify. That will bolster your offensive line up a little bit, and they'll be able to make – I mean, they have J.K. Dobbins, Lamar, if he stays. Obviously, that's something that's up in the air right now. like him to come to the Falcons. I'd like to see that. I'd like Lamar to come to Atlanta or them just go with Desmond Ritter. I saw something about the Falcons trading up for number one. See, that that could be the case, but I just think there's no but way no the one, Bears are giving that up. And if the Falcons trade up for Who number one. Who do they have to trade to the, <laughs> to the Bears for the number one pick? Eighth pick. I'd say it would be eighth pick. A second round pick and a fifth round pick. Get him that first. Ah, uh, yeah, I could see that. But who, who would, who are you taking? As the, like, that's you're taking I'm, Will Anderson. That's that's why you're trading all the way up. And I don't think he's worth that. I think Jalen Carter falls. If Jalen Carter falls to eight, you get Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think so too. But 
And my thing is, if they trade up for that, they're probably going to draft Anthony Richardson. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could not stand to see that. And I think there's no <laughs> hatred towards Anthony Richardson on the show. We're not sitting here praying on his downfall. Obviously, he went to Florida. But, like, the athleticism's there. You know, he shows some flashes. But he's got a – he's inconsistent. I mean, I agree, the yeah. most consistent thing he does is be inconsistent. I was talking to my good buddy – Hunter Kirkley one time, and he was talking about how inconsistent um, he was. He was like 16 for 16 or something the first half and then came out and was like 0 for 12 in the second half. So He know. puts up – and he's a great runner, but there I saw people just going crazy on Twitter. Didn't he jump a 40-inch vertical? Wasn't it 40 something inch? like that. Let me look it up. I saw something – let me look it up right quick. The – the thing with Anthony Richardson is is he can run, obviously, but he's not Lamar Jackson. He's he's just not as athletic as Lamar is. And Lamar makes a living off of throwing two. He he doesn't just run the ball, you know. <laughs> he's a good passer. Yeah, I th- I and if you can't pass, you you're just not gonna be the greatest. Forty and a half inch vertical. And that's great. That's great. He's athletic. What are you going to use your 40 and a half inch vertical for as quarterback in the NFL? You, I mean, jump up 41 jump, inches in the jump air and throw, and throw it. Jump and throw. I mean, what's he going to use that for? That's gr- I mean, I'm happy for him. You <laughs> jump 40, 40 inches in the air. Can you make the throw? <laughs> I mean, what is what good is that for? And that's part of the issue I have with the combine is that, oh man, he, you know, like cone shuttle time and he ran. To this line, to that line, to this line, to that line, and like six point eight sec. Okay, like you don't do that in a game. And honestly, I'd rather take Will Levis over mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson because I know what I'm getting out of Will Levis. I don't know what I'm getting out of Anthony Richardson. I think Will Levis. He's definitely a more complete quarterback than Anthony Richardson. I think. The intangibles are there. I think there's a lot to like about Will Levis. I think he deserves to be taken in the top ten. He's got a great arm. I think that's been put on display all throughout his college career. Obviously, he gets kind of, you know, he gets a lot of hate because his numbers aren't great. And everybody's going to say, well, Anthony Richardson's numbers aren't great. But Will Levis did not have any help on that offensive line. Chris Rodriguez was suspended his running back early in the season. Will Levis had a couple injuries, like a hand injury. But I like Will Levis, I, and he's he's a sneaky runner. He can run pretty well. Yeah, did you see where it, they interviewed him and he put mayonnaise in his coffee one time? Yeah, he's always put – it's been since last – it was like SEC media. <laughs> Man, that is nasty. Yeah, he said they went down to the hotel one morning. And, didn't have any And didn't have anything, and they had mayonnaise on the table, and he said maybe they're supposed to go into coffee, and you put a little mayonnaise in his cup of coffee. nasty. He's – it's interesting. That's – and, some, and there's a lot of guys like that in this class that you don't really know what you're getting into. I mean, like guys who put mayonnaise in their like coffee. Guys, like a guy that puts mayonnaise in his coffee, I'm going to be a little questionable about taking him high, at least in my first round pick, on a guy that puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Yeah. Well, um, what about Bryce Young? What do you think? You know, where do you think his future is if he's not taking number one? I think if I'm the Bears. I'm either trading that first pick or I'm drafting Bryce Young and trading fields. I think you have to do one or the other. And I personally think 
that Justin Fields is a great quarterback, a great young player, and I think they need to trade that pick. They need to trade him to Atlanta. I think <laughs> trade gonna, Fields to Atlanta. <laughs> I think they're going to trade trade that first pick to the Colts. Yeah. I think they're going to trade nice. with the Colts. I think the Colts are going to come in. They're going to draft Bryce at one. I think he plays in Indy. I don't obviously don't know how his career is going to go out, but I think he's definitely the number one guy in the class at the quarterback position. But I like C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, to me, he's I've seen him going at two. I've seen him going at nine. And it would not shock me if C.J. Stroud fell to a team like Carolina. I would like him to fall to the Falcons. <laughs> if he fell to the, but the Falcons, aren't going to pick him. They, they, they need to. They're going to draft a, you know, a cornerback. You know, like the Christian Gonzalez guy <laughs> from Oregon. No hate to that guy. Just throwing a name out there. They're going to draft like Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. So we're going to draft a guy from North Montana Technical College. Uh, yeah, Troy and uh, University. Troy Anderson. When Nicobe, that's the Falcons make some of the dumbest draft moves last year. Nicobe Dean sitting on the board, third round. Let's not get the All American linebacker. Let's get Troy Anderson. Yeah. And then you go on later down. Uh, let's get Justin Schaefer over Jamari Sawyer. Jamari Sawyer is the highest rated rookie offensive lineman in the NFL. And Justin Schaefer's cut. He's on the practice squad. I can see the logic behind it. (laughs) Well, back to the Georgia players. Um, You know, we still have a pro day, Georgia pro day. Um, I think we need to see probably a a little more from uh, Kenny McIntosh and probably a a little better 40 time. Obviously, it won't be official or anything, but we'd like to see a little better from him, maybe move his draft stock up just a tad. I'd like to see I'd like to see what Keely Ringo does during his pro day. He ran a good forty, four three six. That's that's pretty fast. That's first round speed <coughs> in my opinion. As a corner especially. And it's hard there's a lot of there's a it's a deep cornerback class. I didn't really know it till I dug farther into it, but you got guys like Christian Gonzalez, I mentioned his name, mm-hmm. Joey Porter Jr., the Penn State guy. There's a lot of length in this class at that position. Some longer guys that can make plays in the NFL. And I think, you know, it, I was saying that Keeley's going to be a first-round pick. And people had him going as high as, like, number four at the beginning of the year. But now I kind of see him falling back top 50. I'll put him at that. I think Keeley is a top 20 pick. Um, you know, he's just – the ceiling is too high. In my opinion, that he's got too much um, to work with. The size, the speed, everything is just perfect for for an NFL quarter cornerback. And I can, I you know, I just see him going high. You know, I don't, I don't, I think somebody's going to take a chance on him. I just don't. I think he'll get a chance taking on him. He's to me is not like a Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I agree. That guy, that guy's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal corner. He's a top 5 player in his position in the NFL as a rookie. <clears throat> and corner is one of the hardest positions to play in general in football. And I see a lot of Joey Porter Jr. in that guy. Um there's going to be the draft's going to be interesting because we really don't know where a lot of these guys are going to end up. And this Anthony Richardson hype is really building up right now. I think it will cool down a little more before the draft because people finally realize, hey, 
Bryce Young's still on the Bryce Young's yeah. gonna be on the board at number one, and CJ Stroud's. I think Anthony Richardson is QB four, but I could see you making a case for him to be QB five. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, QB six. I think I think Hinton Hooker's a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. I like Hinton Hooker a lot. I think actually. um I think the guy's name is let me look him up Tanner McKee. Hemden uh, Hooker. Hinton Hooker's a good quarterback. Unless he's playing Georgia. And then he's no good. Yeah, Tanner McKee, the Stanford quarterback. He's a Ooh. he's a pretty good football player. I'm not taking him because he's from Stanford. He right. could be like Andrew Luck. Didn't where'd Aaron Rodgers play? Didn't he play California? Like, Cal. It's Cal, and then some, somebody played somewhere. I can't remember who it is. But it was some little college, and now they're big. <sighs> I can't remember who it is. Oh, and Jake Hayner, Fresno State. He's another guy. <laughs> Fresno. Derek Carr played at Fresno. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying, SEC football is different. You, if you can play in the SEC, you can play anywhere. And Anthony Richardson cannot play in the SEC. <laughs> That's just my personal <laughs> opinion. You go, what, what they go, 6-6, six and 7-5? Six, and five? I don't even know their record. I'm not on it today. I mean, just looking everything up. Ridiculous. Boy. We ain't got time for this. We on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, um, ooh, three and five, three in and five play. in conference play. See, he can't play in the conference. I mean, as Bill King was talking about it this morning, Mister Bill's been on this show. Obviously, need him back on the show again. We need him back. I think we need to bring him back. But he was talking about, you know, you think Vanderbilt cared about Anthony Richardson's forty-inch vertical when they played them? You think Georgia cares about his 40, 40 inch vertical? You think if lining up against guys like Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, you think those guys are going to really care? Aaron Donald, you think they're going to care? I don't think so. What your vertical is? They don't care? I don't think so, man. (laughs) It's mind-boggling to me. Hey, so how about one last thing before we go. How about Jalen Carter being in jail for 13 minutes? 16. 16. He served his time. <laughs> served his time. He's ready to go now, and he'll be at the pro day, right? He'll be. He went back to the combine. You know, hopefully he puts all this behind him. He can move on. Um, it's a tough situation, like we talked about last week, to see what happens, and you know it'll be interesting come draft time where he falls. But you know, he came back to Athens. He. Went to jail, 16 minutes, bailed out. And now you just got to see how this plays out, see how this ends. And we wish the best for him, obviously. We, we know he was probably just, you know, scared dude, you know, young guy, wanting to have a I'm, shot in the NFL one day. And You know, I, I can only imagine, you know, seeing that happen. Now, obviously, he didn't have the intention. This is the difference between him and Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller had the, like, you bring that gun, somebody's trying to somebody's trying to kill somebody. Jalen Carter didn't race Chandler LaCroix in an attempt to try and kill her. That wasn't his motive. That wasn't his goal. And then obviously you end up being a part of this tragic accident. And the first thing you think of is, there goes my future. There goes my money. There goes my NFL career. There goes everything I've worked for for the past 21 years of my life. Yeah. I mean, I... I can only imagine what that feels like. I can only imagine what 
what went through his head in that moment. And, you know, I feel for him. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. We appreciate everybody for listening. And we'll probably be back next week with hopefully some new news for you. And we appreciate y'all.